Now, adjust the volume control so that the sound can be heard in all parts of the room. This is the Protect Your Assets podcast. It's the Sandman. You get the idea? Bring me a dream. It's on the internet. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Go on. Give him two lips. Like it's like no cheese I've ever tasted. Tell him that it's Here's the Sandman. Over Sandman. I don't think there's a financial product that is surrounded by more confusion and misinformation than annuities. If you have an annuity or you're considering one, you better listen up and tune in for the entire show because we're going to zero in on the most misunderstood yet popular annuity out there, the variable annuity. Good morning. I'm David Hollander, and this is Protect Your Assets Radio. For those of you just joining us for the first time, welcome. People around here. You hear the jingle, they call me the Sandman, and that's because I help my listeners sleep well at night by answering their most troubled legal or financial questions each week. Now, it's been a tough market, and when the markets are tough, especially as bad as they've been this year, one type of investment tends to become more popular as investors look for safety, and that's annuities. If you have a variable annuity, or you're considering one, you better listen up and tune in for our show today because we're going to zero in on some of the misunderstood facts that people talk about. But are they really facts? We're going to spend the next 45 minutes exposing the dark side of variable annuities. Don't get clobbered by high fees and talked into a VA only to regret it later. We're going to demystify and drive to the truth of VAs. You'll definitely learn something during today's show because we're going to unveil all you need to know about variable annuities before it's too late. Now, let's get started. Yep, another tough week for everybody on Wall Street. Dow off 4.1, S&P off almost 5%, NASDAQ down 5.5. The uh, international index, the EFI off 1.8. 10-year treasury. 1.9% positive for the year. And oil, what a pullback, right? Oil traded $85 this week, uh, only up 13% year to date. I mean, I guess we'll take a 13, not bad, but remember it was up almost 40% not too long ago. And bonds, bonds are off off 12% year to date. So what should you do? Well, first of all, Tuesday was a big wake-up call. It was a tough week. So we had a very, very hot CPI, Consumer Price Index Report, that came out. And for the second time in less than three weeks, the market didn't like it. And this is what I call a binary event. You had the market rally up over the last three weeks, then Tuesday had some bad information, and all of a sudden, boom. Market reaction Tuesday was similar to what we saw Friday. Remember after Chairman Powell spoke and uh, said that he was going to keep raising rates more than everybody thought, and the market didn't like that. So this is what you have happening right now. The Fed's talking about higher rates, more persistent inflation, and that's what we got Tuesday with that CPI report. The S&P 500 gives back the majority of the recent bounce that came over the past few weeks. So inflation is just not going away. And this hot CPI report Tuesday... The question I got this week is, is that a bearish game changer? Is things going to get a lot worse? 
Mr. Sandman. The answer is, I don't think so. And here's why. First, it didn't materially alter the rate hike expectation overall. This week, the big event's going to be Wednesday as the Fed announces what they're going to do. I'm expecting a 100 basis point raise. That's 1%. Additionally, the market now is pricing in a greater chance of a 75 basis point hike in November before it was 50. But most importantly, that hot CPI number on Tuesday didn't alter the outlook for what we call the terminal rate from the Fed. And prior to the report, the terminal rate was uh, right around 4.125. After the Tuesday event, the futures are now showing that rate to be 4.25 to 4.50. So again, that's about a 25 basis point hike, quarter of 1%, right? Don't, don't lose, your, lose your breakfast because of that. It's not so bad. Second, while it shows inflation is sticky, it didn't invalidate the idea that inflation has peaked. And so let's look at inflation, shall we? The three inflation reports this past week that I looked at all had the same conclusion. Core inflation, it's resilient. It's more resilient than the market had thought. And we saw this in all the reports. The core reading, excluding food and energy, was hotter than expected. And the reason that markets... Seeing this is because inflation is distributed throughout the economy. If you go out to dinner, if you're flying on an airplane, you're renting a hotel room, you're paying for your insurance, you're renting an apartment, you're paying for medical treatment, what are you noticing? It costs more money. Absolutely. A year ago, it didn't. Not as much as that. So the hope this summer that as the oil prices started to decline, that all our prices would drop as well. Well, that's just not really happening. And so this inflation phenomenon right now isn't commodity driven. And I'm going to say that inflation was a problem before the Russia-Ukraine war, which caused oil to rise. Inflation is a problem. <clears throat> and now that those commodities have returned to normal levels, I think the main reason for inflation right now is this. There's too much money still in the system, chasing too few goods. What am I talking about? Look at the money supply. This is called the M2. It was $15.5 trillion in January 21. It's just under $22 trillion now. So that's obviously higher. There's almost 50% more money right now in circulation than there was about two years ago. Also, right now, there are twice as many job openings, about 11.5 million, as there are people actually looking for jobs. <laughs> the unemployment rate, 3.6%. That's full employment. S&P 500 was just under $3,400 in early 2021. Sorry, 3,400 points. In early 2021. Now, it's up. 20% more in just about two years. So again, the market's elevated. And in January 2020, the average price of a home seen through the Case-Shiller Index was 214. Guess what it is now? 306. It's nearly a 50% appreciation in home prices. So my point is rates have risen sharply and the economy has lost momentum, but we still have a lot of liquidity and cash in the marketplace. And the supply chain remains challenged. 
Listen to this. The the uh, container index. You know all those containers floating around in the bay out there? The uh, They have this index called the Drury World Container Index. It monitors the dollar cost for a 40-foot container. $10,000 in 2021. It's $5,400 now. But what was it pre-pandemic? $1,800. So the point is things have improved, but they're still not back to normal. And for inflation to really change, I need to see reduced demand, meaning a slowdown, people spending, and or an improved supply. And until we see China fully reopen, that's going to be a problem. So what do you do now? Where should you go now? Well, in the near term right now, bonds are pretty attractive. I'm seeing some really good rates this, this week. I'm looking at the one year, 18 month. And as those rates continue to get more attractive, you can get almost 4% now from a treasury. Technology stocks are going to get hit. Anything that borrows money is going to get hit. So you're going to want to move out of those if you haven't already. And until we see this pattern of lower inflation established, equity is going to be in trouble. Longer term, for those of you holding on to your things longer, don't panic. There could be some more downside. As I said, 3,900 was a support level on the S&P 500. We got through that this week. We got down below that. So the next stop's 3,600. Next stop below that's 3,400. The bulk of adjustments, though, I think in the valuations of stocks, meaning this movement, I think is behind us. And if you look at the last 26 years, the price-to-earnings ratio have contracted 24% on average during sizable market downturns and or bear markets, which we're in right now. So right now you're off about 26% in the S&P 500. And I think this adequately compares to the history of what's happened in the past. Stocks look forward. And historically, they tend to bottom before the data starts to improve. The average bear market since World War II has lasted about 11 months. You're nine months in right now. This year's painful drawdown in both bonds and stocks has improved longer term, but the starting point in both bond yields and equity values are now very different than they were in December. So the bottom line is with the Fed firmly on the brakes, they're pressing those brakes, they're trying to slow down. The macroeconomic backdrop is challenging and you have to be patient. We talk about this all the time when you drive a car, be patient. Don't get on that gas too early. Markets might stay within this range for a while, but eventually they're going to recover and they're going to start to move more upwards, but you have to be patient and just wait for it and make sure you're positioned properly. That's about it. Next week, the big news is going to be the Fed. They're going to announce on Wednesday what they're going to do. I'm expecting the 1% raise. Anything less than that, expect a little bit of a rally. Coming up next, are variable annuities really a good investment right now? Find out. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets show with David Hollander. That's me. We'll be right back. It's not enough to fill me up. I need more than just words to say. Are you located in Southern California, the Bay Area, or Marin County? Visit our events page to register for an in-person workshop in your area. Our workshops focus on common financial concerns that individuals and families face in retirement. Things like how to prepare for unexpected medical expenses and ways to create income to help support your desired lifestyle. Join us for one of our workshops to learn how addressing these concerns can help you feel more confident about the days ahead. Click the link in the show notes to view 
our upcoming events. Now, back to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander, the Sandman. Welcome back. I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. You're listening to Protect Your Assets this morning. And for some people, annuities can be a four-letter word. Yet for others, it can be a saving grace or perhaps someplace in between, whether you're considering an annuity, already own one, or wondering what they're all about. You're going to want to listen to my entire show today as I discuss the dark side of variable annuities. One of the biggest reasons people are talking about annuities right now is because the market's been so volatile. And a lot of people are told that variable annuities are safe. But uh, this is usually told to you by a broker, not somebody who is a fiduciary. Is the money invested in a variable annuity really safe? Well, when you invest in a variable annuity, the insurance company provides a blanket around a group of mutual funds. So while the insurance policy is safe, the mutual funds, well, they may be in the stock market or in the bond market. And as you've seen this year, both are down. So the name of the annuity pretty much sums it up. Variable, as in the principal varies. Unlike a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity where it's fixed, they don't go down. A variable can. The principal may be guaranteed by the insurance company, but remember, it's only backed by their financial strength and claims-paying ability. And in a variable annuity, your cash value is determined by how well those mutual funds perform. Meaning it generally depends on the whim of the market, and markets change daily. So try this out. Try this exercise out. Call your variable annuity insurance company's customer service 800 number. Don't call your broker. Call the insurance company. And ask the representative the following. What was the cash value of my annuity on March 23rd, 2020? Write that date down. March 23rd, 2020. What was the value of my annuity? Then ask them, what was it worth on December 31st, 2021? This shows you the value from the bottom of the market to the top of the market. Then you will know exactly how much you may have made through that time period or how much you could have lost if it went the other direction. Just do the math. And more importantly, if you call right now and you look at your value on your statement today, what's it compared to December 31st of last year? Well, probably down. So you get the idea. These go up, they go down. And if you cash them in, you can actually lose money. Now you see that there's risk to your principal, and maybe that's not why you bought this. And as Albert Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So if your goal or your need is to make sure your principal is protected, maybe this isn't the best thing for you. And if you're concerned with preserving or protecting your wealth, then it might be a good time to change your strategy to match your goal or your need. Another myth I've heard with variable annuities is that fees aren't high in variable annuities. I disagree with that. Variable annuities typically have hidden fees that are high, and they range from 2 to 4% per year. These fees eat away at your money, potentially leaving nothing for your beneficiaries or your spouse 
and they drag on your overall investment performances. So let's break down those fees and write this down because you want to ask about these things if you own one or if you're looking at one. First, variable annuities have five different types of fees. You can call your, again, your annuity customer service line to ask the specific fee as follows. The first one is something called a mortality and expense fee, also known as an M&E fee. Find out what that is. Second, what is the administration or the distribution charge? Third, what are the mutual fund manager expenses on the funds that you own in that account? These typically average about 1%. Fourth, what's the income rider fee? Fifth, What's the death benefit rider fee? So all of these fees, as you add them up, can add up to almost 4% or more. And when I look at these for my clients and we audit their variable annuities, as you add these up, they become painful, particularly if you're trying to make money in markets that are down. So maybe you're sitting there going, okay, I own a variable annuity. I've had it for a really long time. I have a gain in it. I'm not really sure what to do, and I don't know what I'm paying for it, and I really don't know why I have it. Then you can do something about it. You can pick up the phone right now, and you can dial this number, and we will audit your statement for you and let you know the answers to some of these questions. 866-PROTECT. Give us a call right now. I have folks sitting here right now ready to talk to you. Find out what the administration's costing you on this investment right now by dialing this number, 866-776-8328. We're more than happy to help you, but you have to take action right now and speak to a member of my team. We're local, remember, right here in the Bay Area. Call this number, 866-PROTECT. Coming up next is time for our popular They Say segment where they say your variable annuity will pay you 7% per year. Is that really true? And how do you collect that? Find out. You don't want to miss this one. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets show with David Hollander, the Sandman. That's me. We'll be right back. You can ask the Sandman questions and hear this show protect your assets hands-free anytime on your Amazon Echo smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, ask Protect Your Assets to play the latest podcast. Find out more at libertygroupllc.com slash voice. Now back to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander, the Sandman. Welcome back. I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. For some people, annuities can be a four-letter word, but for others, it can be a saving grace or perhaps someplace in between. Whether you're considering an annuity, already own one, or wondering what they're all about, you'll want to tune into the entire show today as we're discussing five surprising gotchas when it comes to the variable annuity. That reminds me, if you missed our market segment, this has been a pretty hard market this year. And certainly the next few months are looking uh, more volatile, if you will, with all the rates that are rising, inflation hanging in there. What should you be doing? Well, if you missed our market segment this morning, you need to listen to my podcast because I have a special message for you in my market segment about what's going to happen next week or the week after that. Now it's time for one of our fan favorite parts of the show, our They Say segment. 
where we debunk common myths, half-truths, and sometimes just bad advice that they say. Who are they? What do they know that I don't? And what are they saying this week? Here's David Hollander, the Sandman's answer. So here's one they say. They say your variable annuity will pay you 7% per year. Is that really true? And how do you collect that? I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. It's, it, I just start laughing. When people say it to me, I, just, I literally start laughing. And they say, what, what are you laughing about? And I said, because you don't understand what that is. What do you mean? It sounds so simple. It's not. <laughs> so, so what your broker is generally referring to is the addition of an income rider, which might grow at 7% a year. It's not a return on your investment. Huh? Yeah. Some people believe they're earning 7% a year on their money. Kind of what it sounds like. And then they can just walk away with that lump sum 7% growth on an annualized basis when the surrender period's up. Eh, not true. <laughs> it's not the way it works. It couldn't be further from the truth, in fact. If you think about it logically... For the insurance company to pay you a 7% annualized rate of return, they would have to be earning approximately 10% a year to be able to pay you 7% and pay the broker, of course, the commission and still make a profit. Insurance companies typically earn closer to 5% per year because by law, they must invest very conservatively in mostly corporate bonds. So it just isn't possible for them to pay you 7% and still have a profitable product. What this really means is that the only thing you have is this income rider, which is growing at 7% per year. And if you want to walk away with it in the future with a lump sum of money, you aren't going to get the 7% per year growth that you thought. Instead, you're going to walk away with whatever your cash accumulation value is. Write that down, cash accumulation value. And that's, again, based on how those mutual funds performed. Of course, less than those annual fees I talked about in the last segment, which you pay each and every year. The 7% rider simply says that at some point in the future, you can turn on a pension that's backed by the claims paying ability of that company for life. And then if you outlive your money, the insurance company will continue to pay you that income for as long as you live. And that might be great. But is your income rider really an efficient and cost-effective way for you to receive income for life? That's the question. So let's look at a hypothetical. Again, this is a hypothetical, okay? So don't get all excited. Let's say you buy a variable annuity at age 65 and you're male from an insurance company for a million dollars. And they agree to pay you 5% per year for life or $50,000 for as long as you live. And you can start taking that immediately. The good news is that this is income for life. So even if you blow through that entire million dollars, the insurance company will still have to pay you, as long as they're in business, $50,000 per year for as long as you live. The bad news is that the $50,000 that they are giving you comes out of your million dollars. So they're giving you back your money. 
What they're ensuring is the fact that you might live longer than average. Consider this though, if your fees total 4% per year, now in the last segment, I broke all that down. So I'm not going to get into that again. If you want to listen to that, go and listen to the podcast. Let's say you're paying 4% per year. In this case, on this example, that's $40,000 a year in fees. They're charging you $40,000 to give you $50,000 of your own money. I don't think it's efficient to pay someone $40,000 per year to give you $50,000 of your own money. <laughs> but, but that's how the product typically works. The really bad news is if, they're, if they are withdrawing $50,000 a year of your money to give it back to you from your account at 5%, and charging you on top of that 4%, which is 40,000, that means that each year you're withdrawing $90,000 from your account or 9%. You have to earn 9% per year just to have your cash value stay the same. Now, you might have heard about the 4% withdrawal rule, which experts at Morningstar recently lowered, by the way, to 3.3%. This rule of thumb states that you should take out 3.3% of your account value each year and expect your retirement nest egg to last for your entire life. So clearly 9%, which is almost three times that, out of a volatile asset, which is fluctuating, which again, we talked about last segment, like a variable annuity, might be a little bit difficult to achieve, you think? Next, what happens if you have one or two bad years in the market and your principal goes down 50%. So say your million dollars went down to 500,000. Well, the insurance company will still pay you the $50,000 of, uh, of your money, and your fees might still be approximately now $30,000. So that means you're now withdrawing $80,000 of your $500,000 each year, or you got it, 16% of your principal. It's really challenging to have your money grow if you are taking 16% per year out of your money. And that leads me into the next myth, which says that your family will always get the death benefit after you're gone. Well, it's true that most variable annuities I come across have a death benefit rider, but many clients are under the false impression that their family always gets something. That may not be the case. As we just discussed, if you withdraw 9% per year from your variable annuity, that means at some point in your lifetime, you have a greater chance of running out of money in that account. It'll go to zero. And if you run out of money in your contract, the insurance company annuitizes the income rider value, which means they will continue to pay you that $50,000 of income for life. But the day you die, your family will no longer receive any lump sum death benefit. And this makes sense because the insurance company can't afford to give you $50,000 per year for as long as you live and then pay you your million dollars back to your beneficiaries if there's no money left in the account, right? Some brokers have told my clients to just stop taking the $50,000 a year because when the account reaches $1,000 in cash value, that'll preserve the lump sum death benefit for their family. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Well, the problem is some contracts, the fees at some point might still be $20,000 per year. And that's because some insurance companies charge the rider fee based on the death benefit rider value, which might still be a million dollars. 
And many retirees wouldn't want to stop taking 50000 per year in income that they're living on anyways, all of a sudden to pay $20,000 per year from their savings account to pay for the rider fee. It's just not feasible. It doesn't work. So we've been discussing some myths about variable annuities this morning. Hopefully, I've helped you see why I generally don't think variable annuities are a good option for a retiree. Retirement is the time to reap the benefits of your hard work. This is not the time to take big risks because in retirement, if you're not careful, you can deplete your savings pretty quickly. Most of our clients are looking to preserve and protect, after all, this is protect your assets, and leave a legacy to their family. But unfortunately, most variable annuities aren't in line with those goals. So do you ever wonder if your retirement savings will last the rest of your life? Have you saved enough? Well, if you've ever had those thoughts, you're not alone. According to a survey done by Allianz, the vast majority of Americans fear running out of money in retirement more than they fear death itself. Think about that. You can get answers to your questions, and this is in chapter three of my book, protect your assets. And here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to help you understand annuities by giving you electronically chapter three of my book for free. But in order to get that, you need to pick up the phone right now and call this number. Call 866-PROTECT. Call right now to get a complimentary copy of chapter three of my book, which explains all about the different types of annuities and the questions you need to ask. 866-PROTECT. Again, the number to call to get chapter three of my book electronically right now, 866-PROTECT. Keep it tuned right here because when I come back, find out how an annuity can help you lower your required minimum distribution if you're turning 72 this year. It always pays you to keep it tuned right here to protect your assets. We'll be right back. Protect Your Assets Market Briefing is hosted by David Hollander, host of Protect Your Assets and the founder and CEO of Liberty Group. Twice a week, you'll get market reports, highlights, or clips from David's radio show and full weekly podcast, Protect Your Assets. As an investment advisor, David is on a mission to reduce investors' financial fears by helping to address the biggest challenges and future goals. We'll cover topics such as what people often believe are smart money moves, how policy affects your investments, generating income in retirement, and handling inflation, volatility, and more. Hear our show on KMBR, your favorite podcast app, and on Alexa and Google Assistant. You can also click the link to listen and subscribe in this podcast show notes. Now, back to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander, the Sandman. Welcome back. I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. And you're listening to Protect Your Assets this morning. Oh, yeah. And isn't right now that's so important when markets have been so volatile this year? And right now with inflation hanging around and the Fed raising rates, you might be wondering after all this time, what's going to happen? What should I do? Today, we've been talking about the dark side of variable annuities. And with this market volatility right now, annuities are gaining in popularity. 
But buyer beware. There's a lot you need to know before you put money in an annuity, and that's why today we've been talking about the dark side of variable annuities. But is a variable annuity the only type of annuity that's out there? No, it's not. Let's say that you have to take your required minimum distribution out of your IRA because you turned 72 this year. You don't need it. You don't want that money. You don't want to pay taxes on it. It's all ordinary income. Could push you in a higher tax bracket. And if you take it, that could hurt your Social Security. Because as you know, with Medicare, if you earn more money, you're going to pay more for your Medicare, which they take out of your Social Security benefit. Now, there's a way to delay taking your RMD and protecting your Social Security and your Medicare from higher tax. And this is called a Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. You may want to write this down, a QLAC, Q-L-A-C for short. This is a special annuity designed to meet specific IRS requirements so that you don't need to take your RMD on the asset that is in the QLAC. It's the only way you can legally delay RMDs for a portion of your IRA funds and keep more tax-deferred money in your IRA for longer. Of course, there are limitations. You can invest up to 25% of your total IRA up to a limit of $135,000 in a QLAC. You can delay taking income payments from the QLAC as late as age 85. And the interest earned and the fees associated with this may not make it worthwhile. So make sure you take a look at that. And most importantly, QLACs are not available in what's called a variable annuity. And you may remember earlier I mentioned a fixed annuity or something called a fixed indexed annuity. Uh, those have options where you can get a QLAC. Also right now, there's something called a MIGA, a multi-year guaranteed annuity. That is a three-year chassis right now that's paying a little over 4%. Now again, these are all time sensitive and date sensitive. Today it is September 17th, so make sure you check and ask. There may be limitations as well. But again, short-term interest rates right now are looking pretty good. And so whether you buy a short-term treasury, buy a short-term MIGA, or you're looking at something like a QLAC to reduce your RMD, all these types of uh, options that are out there might be a good situation for you right now. So I hope some of today's information has been helpful to you and that you can imagine possibly what we can do to help you accomplish your objectives if you get advice that is tailored to you. Because remember, your ability to generate income in retirement will dictate your lifestyle. It is that simple. So as you start to put together an income plan in retirement, think about things that you may need. Think about how you're going to access that capital over times that are challenging, like right now. We're having a very challenging time right now. And if you've been taking out the same amount of money month after month after month, right now, is that changing? You have to take an honest look at your portfolio and say, wow, now that things have dropped, can I afford to sell these things? Should I be selling these things? Should I rely on that income? Our approach is a little different. We recommend that you set up buckets, buckets of different types of money that have different purposes. And that as challenging times come, you let those work their way out. And for your shorter term buckets, you make sure that those are in a place where they're paying you what you need to live on. You can 
cover your expenses. But the only way you can look at that really when things are so complicated is by mapping it out. And so if you haven't done a financial plan that's customized to you, I would encourage you to do it. And you can do that. We have a financial planning team here at the Liberty Group. We have folks who sit there all day and work on these plans for you, talk to you about your expenses, what you're going through, what you're trying to accomplish, and build it for you so you can see the future, see what's going to happen and where you're going to get your money from when you need it. So just think about that. And I know it's not easy today. Banks are still barely paying you anything. You don't want to risk your entire life savings in the stock market right now when it seems volatile. And that's where we come in. Our mission at the Liberty Group is to help you protect your money and your lifestyle so you can remain financially independent. Think about how great you'd feel to know that you can retire right now with consistent, reliable income that's not fluctuating to the whims of the stock market or the uh, rising interest rates. So it's pretty easy, it's painless, and above all, it's complimentary if you pick up the phone right now and give us a call and just have a second opinion. You can call this number right now. Call this number, 866-PROTECT, to talk to me or a member of my team and let us do some of the heavy lifting for you to figure out where you are. 866-PROTECT, you can remove the gray area wondering if you can retire. Find out right now, 866-PROTECT. I'd like to give a big thanks the Protect Your Assets team for putting together a great show today. My executive producer and network manager, Kevin Renfer, and of course, all my fabulous producers back there doing all the work. Adrian, Phil, Cam, Malcolm. Uh, thank you guys, because without my team, I'm just another pretty voice on the radio. You've been listening to the Protect Your Assets show. I am David Hollander, the Sandman. Go out and make the rest of your life the best of your life. Investment advisory services are offered through Liberty Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. The strategies mentioned are not suitable for everyone. The information expressed is not considered your specific situation or objectives and may not be appropriate for all investors. Past performance is not indicative of future results. To better understand the risk associated with investing and how it reacts to different market conditions, listeners should always consult with their qualified investment professionals, financial advisors, legal or tax specialists and conduct their due diligence before making any financial decisions or taking any action. The legal information provided on the air is not intended to substitute for callers hiring their lawyers to advise them about personal legal matters. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Liberty Group LLC paid for the following program and the host's views and opinions do not represent those of the station or its ownership. California Life Agent number 048569. Persons engaging the services of one affiliate of Liberty Group LLC companies should be aware that each company is operated separately. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets Radio Network.